There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Straight Up Breakdown Podcast. Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. Tell it to me straight up. Hello, and welcome into the Straight Up Breakdown Podcast, proudly part of the Hale Varsity Network. I am Greg Smith, your, I, I think it was, what, 5 o'clock when I said I was having another another cup of coffee, friend. Uh, today, I am joined by Hale Varsity staff writer, Steve Mark. Steve, thank you very much for being on the show. How are you, man? Hey, Greg, thanks for having me. I'm doing fantastic. I'm ready to get this thing, this show on the road. Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> It's a time, I guess is how I should describe it uh, for us right now. And it's really interesting because for me, and I said this on our uh, Hill Varsity recruiting question, recruiting video question of the week that is live up on YouTube right now. If you want to go check that out on our YouTube channel, uh, quick plug, um, that this is my time to shine. Like this is my time of the year right here. Um, but boy, is it busy. Like it is, it's really insane um, normally on you know trying to gear up for signing day wrapping up the season all of that and then also there's always a a recruiting issue of the magazine um, that is going about this time as well so there's that to work on and then Nebraska decided oh yeah we're going to be in the middle of a coach search where well it was four assistant coaches now potentially three need to be hired after Mickey Joseph got hired so it has just been non-stop stuff not complaining because these are things that you sign up for in a way Um, but I do want to kind of start there just on a personal note because I feel like Steve the last time I had you on was a couple of games into you like kind of being in your role and kind of breaking your brain on kind of how that all went for you so what is it like now so now that you've finished a season and you're into this like I'm doing air quotes you guys can't see it off season even though it doesn't feel like the off season yet like how has that been for you yeah, the 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 season the season was really fun uh, for my first one to uh, of being an actual Husker uh, media member, I guess you could say um, that was super, super fun. But yeah, right now with the off season, especially like the specific one with the Huskers where there's um, coaching searches going on um, and, and me like being responsible for content and doing all that for like the first time in my life after just years and years of watching this happen, just like on Twitter and not being responsible for anything, but now I'm (laughs) responsible for stuff. It has my head spinning a little bit. I'm just like glued to Twitter all the time, just trying to take in all this info and, and things that are just kind of going around um, during this wild and wacky thing that we all love college football. So, um, but I mean, at the end of the day, this is fun. It's what I want to do. I'm having so much fun right now. Yeah, it's, it's really wild. It's hard to explain to people. And I've talked about this with Erin Sorensen when she's been on the show before. I've talked to her about this, like just in general, is that it's, a, it's hard to explain that you really love this and you really enjoy it. And it's great. And it's what we want to be doing. But it is also like kind of odd in that it is kind of all consuming. Because you just, and especially in, and it's very particular to the, this time of year, because you just never know 
when something is going to break. And there are any number of things that can happen. Full disclosure, as we were going to record this podcast, the news dropped that Felberius Payne was entering the transfer portal. Um, and so we had to go and do that. You wrote up a nice story about that. Um, and so, like, it's just weird how that always happens and your day can just kind of be thrown off, um, which makes it exciting, but also nerve-wracking all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I feel like I don't want to like go take the trash out because I'm afraid I'm <laughs> going to miss something that goes or something like that. Right. Uh, so, but yeah, like I, yeah, like I said earlier, at the end of the day, it's this is all fun um, to me. It's it's um, just I, I love everything about it. It's really really fun. Yeah, and it's funny because that, that kind of leads in perfectly to something else that I want to start off with, too. Um, we always have our segments here on the show, and the first one is called Coach Speak, where we go over something that a coach, player, or a talking head said, and then give you the straight-up breakdown of what they meant. Coach Speak to Real Talk. There is so much going on nationally. Um, like the new, I say that there's a lot going on here locally for us with the Huskers, but boy, if you were a national writer at this point, there's a lot going on too. Just following it as a fan of the sport is a lot. Um, but I want to get the coach that I want to um, have on here. It comes courtesy of, well, now former coach of the Miami Hurricanes, Manny Diaz, who released his statement after he was let go by the Hurricanes today, who said this in part, it was the very first thing that he said in the statement, quote, I am disappointed in the university's decision and the manner in which this played out over the last few weeks. The uncertainty impacted our team, our staff, and their families. These are real people that gave everything to this program. For that, for them, I hurt. Let's break that down. Steve, what did he mean by that? Yeah, he was basically meaning that, like, yo, like Miami administration, you just did me dirty, dirty, dirty. This is, this is terrible. This is not how you conduct business. This is not how you be like a, a, a good human being. Like, like, you know, um, look, look, like Manny Diaz wasn't doing great. He had his team. I looked at Miami's schedule and they finished this season pretty dang strong. Yeah. They actually was finished out. better than people realize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just go look at their win loss record. Like the past six weeks, it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, he was out there recruiting for the hurricanes and, and they have Mario Cristobal already in the bag and everything. And, uh, but yeah, like in that statement, I found it kind of kind of humorous that he was laying out like, Hey, we had some big injuries. We played some young guys that would have like set up for a really good 2022. So you're welcome. Mario Cristobal I have this awesome roster for 2022 while I go get another job, hopefully. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a really wild thing. And I've been thinking this one has been kind of the like it's been the, probably the biggest national thing I've followed all day because I have just been fascinated by the reaction to this. And I, and I, I let's just say off top, I agree with you that the, the way that Miami did this is really not how you conduct business. And I understand that, which means I'm about to set you up for a but. But when coaches are okay so Lincoln Riley's case right or Brian Kelly's case when they are about to jump into another job they're essentially doing the same thing that Miami just did to Manny Diaz when Manny Diaz got to Miami leaving the temple job after just a couple ah. of weeks that was essentially what he was doing and I'm not saying like it can't be an eye for an eye type of situation I understand what's wrong is wrong I get that but at the same time, I'm trying to peg all day long. I'm, I'm looking at all the reaction and people are calling this gross and it's horrible and all of this. And I'm like, well, what's really the difference between this and any number of coaching situations where the head coach 
is coaching one school, negotiating with another, and then the dead of night just seems to leave the program, right? I'm just trying to think of, and the thing that I actually came up with that I that really stand out to me is I think the real the difference is is that people expect the schools to be a little bit better about how they handle these things and just at least let go of the guy before they go get publicly at least go get the other guy even though we know that's not how that works either and so because this was all so I guess public I think that that's what turned people off in towards Miami in this situation yeah you're absolutely right and you bring up a great point that I keep forgetting because it was that Benny Diaz was the Temple's coach for I don't know what was it like a week I think it was two weeks I think it was two Yeah, he was like doing uh, press conference, press conferences and like sit downs with the temple, temple polo on and everything. And then, oh, he's gone. So, yeah, I mean, really, like this is college football. It's wacky industry. Anything can happen right now. And um, yeah, nobody really looks good, I guess. No, that's really the other thing is that it doesn't it 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 has seemed to at least so far from what I've seen escape the the criticism has not hit Mario Cristobal necessarily um which I've been Mm -hmm. kind of interested by like I have it really has been all Miami as if he wasn't the one that that they were getting if he had shut that down then we don't get to this point right and I think that the part that I feel like keeps getting overlooked is it's very obvious that not only did Mario Cristobal Cristobal want that job he very much negotiated all of that contract before they fired Manny Diaz, right? <laughs> because mm-hmm. there was a lot of different details. And this was interesting to, to me as, you know, kind of recruiting guy, is that one of the things that he had stipulated in the deal that kind of got leaked a little bit was that he wanted Miami to make financial commitment to beef up their recruiting staff, to beef up support staff, and to have a bigger assistant coaching pool. And that's something that I also kind of want to get into with you, because as we've seen these different coaching situations around the country and guys leave for different jobs, I feel like that that's been coming up a lot. Um, And I feel like it's tied to what we've seen with the transfer portal, having to have a bigger scouting department and all of that. What have you thought about seeing coaches be very upfront about beefing up behind the scenes staffs and assistant pools. Yeah, I feel like the transfer portal and just the junior college ranks it's it that that's been going on for a while. It's it's becoming so much more important because kids are kids are looking at their situations and wanting a quick fix and they get one they get one chance at, at, right. at this entering the transfer portal that they can go and play immediately um, at, at their next school. So I think it just opens up a whole nother world that you need to dedicate like a whole nother staff for basically just to pay attention to it. Just look at the portal every single day, see what new names are on there and then scout those names and stuff like that. I don't think it, I don't think this was happening before, before the transfer portal rage happened. Um, So yeah, it's just a different time in college football, a new time. And it kind of just creates just a, I guess a, a wackier, wilder, wild west type feeling to the college football landscape. Yeah, one of the things that I that I've been thinking about quite a bit too about this is it can't. <laughs> you have to, as a coach, either head coach or assistant coach, or I guess staff member, you have to now treat things a little bit differently when it comes to prospects that don't go to your school, 
right? So now it, it could have been in the past. You still would have kind of been a jerk for doing this, but you could have in the past. If you have an official visit weekend in which you have four guys and one of them you don't quite vibe with, like and maybe you say something bad to the kid or you kind of push it off or whatever, you can't do that anymore because you just never know what's going mm-hmm. to happen down the road. And you think about this and something that you and I have been talking about over the last few days is the amount of guys that Nebraska recruited previously, either either just had them for unofficial visits, had them for official visits, really liked them, whatever, that are now in the transfer portal. If you had cut that relationship off or soured it um, at the time that he didn't pick your school, then now you can't come back around and recruit that guy again, someone that you already have some familiarity with. And that's a key thing too. Like you were talking about having guys or people on your staff to be able to scout these guys. You need to be able to do that so fast that having Mm -hmm. a little bit of a legwork up on some of that work is really important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the biggest thing I take away from that is, and this is true in life in general, but don't burn bridges, right? Right. Because you never know how, like when somebody else is going to come along and you have to work with them or maybe you want them on your team. So, I mean, yeah, just not burning bridges because a lot of these guys that, that have Husker offers are back in the portal. And so you just have to ask yourself, could they, could they be options here? Would we, would we want to bring in this guy? So um, it's all very interesting and fun and wild, wild Westy, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And it definitely, and it makes it so much so where like college football, like it stays even more connected in a way, because even though guys may go somewhere else initially, you're still kind of connected to them just in case they go into the portal the same way that you are with another coach. Like you could, you meet a coach, you have him on the staff, he could go somewhere else. Like there's just a lot there where it's still, it, it is all like, it's kind of like with, with the internet, how things became the earth, the, the country and the world became so much more connected because of the internet. The transfer portal has connected so much more of college football now um, to the point to where you're just like, it's just one big web of trying to figure out who can go where based on who had previous relationships. It is really interesting, um, hard to figure out, uh, but it is still really interesting. Now, yeah, the, absolutely. One of the other things too, sorry, one of the other things too that um, happened over the weekend, there were so many things, um, college football playoff. We, we got our top four in the college football playoff we know who is playing we got alabama uh, facing off against the upstart cincinnati bearcats um we've got georgia and michigan facing off first of all i want to start here were you okay with those top four teams kind of being being the group uh that ended up getting matched up yeah yeah i i, I am um i'm not i'm not the type of person that like gets gets tired of seeing like the georgias and the alabamas just because like I don't know. I like watching the talent on the field in these big game atmospheres and like Alabama and Georgia has that every single year. So like what I think it's fun that like Cincinnati's in there. Sure. Like, of course, I'll be rooting for them. Like it's fun to root for the underdog. I hope they hope they make it a game with Alabama, but we'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like I like it when the kind of the big dogs and the big talent um, rosters get in these games and it's it's appointment watching for me. Yeah, I can't wait for that, too. Um, I think that Georgia-Michigan game will be a lot of fun, low scoring. Um, yeah. and it's, it's, I, I can't – even in thinking about that kind of early on, I'm not sure who that matchup favors more in my mind um, because I think it's both of them – both teams play a style of offense that the other team's defense will really like to tee off on. Um, mm-hmm. And so points are definitely going to be at a premium in that one. Um, 
best wishes Cincinnati. Like I just, that's just going to be tough. <laughs> like, Hey, you as a group of five team, you made it into the playoff, but Hey, guess what your reward is. You get to now play Alabama who looks like Alabama again. Um, yeah. In a quarterback um, who may be the front runner for the Heisman. Like that's really tough. Um, but that's why I kind of would like to see, this is why I ultimately want uh, a playoff expansion is because I do like to see, like you said, those big brands playing in these games and all the talent on the yeah. field. But I would like to see if you could get a couple of upsets, like if you had like a Baylor in there in an expanded playoff, like what could they do in that type of a situation or one of these other teams? Like, I just think that that would be really interesting. Um, but, you know, at this point it is what it is, but I'm totally fine with the four that got in. Um, I, I do feel as a resident group of five hater, um and not in no. a guy that doesn't generally think that they should be getting in the playoffs like i do feel a little bit bad for cincinnati and that that's their draw but hey it is what it is yeah it was going to happen sooner or later when they got in right They're that the, the team was, was going to be alabama now it could have yeah. been one of them it had to be alabama like that had to be the team um that you ended up facing which will be it will be fun to see if to me the whole thing will be if they can keep it close in the beginning and you look like and it looks like they're not intimidated by being out there with them that'll be a big tell um kind of early on in that game um yeah as we kind of whip around college football here i did i briefly mentioned the highs and the the thing that it seems like just in the early reaction um, and, and so far, the guys that were our finalists, I should say, head off top, Aiden Hutchinson, defensive lineman at Michigan, Kenny Pickett, quarterback at Pitt, C.J. Shroud, quarterback at uh, Ohio State, and quarterback Bryce Young from Alabama, the four guys that are the finalists to be in New York for the Heisman. The thing that I see people really upset about is, is oh, I thought this year was it wasn't going to be just whoever the best quarterback was, and then three of the four guys are quarterbacks. Are, are you on that same side when it comes to that? No, I, I uh, you know, I, I love that Aiden Hutchinson's in there. I'd love for him to win it and, and everything, but I totally understand um, putting quarterbacks in there every single year because there's just so, so many dynamic ones out there in college football. I, I, like, I, I love football so much that I love watching all these guys. And most of the time, yeah, the quarterbacks are pretty cool to me. Right. Um, and yeah. And like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I like it that the quarterbacks are always in there. So no, I, I don't get bent out of shape when like non-quarterbacks don't get to go. Like I, it doesn't really like, you know, keep me, get me mad or anything. So it's really, it's, it's just interesting because the only, it doesn't make me mad either. I just feel like I just wish that there was a little bit like more fairness with it. If it's supposed to be the best player in college football, it, it just doesn't, it's not realistic to think that three of, well, I guess it could be realistic that three of the best four players in the entire country are quarterbacks. I guess it, it, it could be possible, but when you have a situation like Will Anderson, the, the linebacker um, at Alabama Terminator, yeah. right. Is his nickname fantastic for a linebacker. Um, yeah that guy's one of the best four players in college football, right? Yeah, he is. So it's really, so it's tough. Um, and I guess, you know, a lot of people upset about um, running back out of Michigan State um, not being there as well. Um, Nebraska would say, hey, he doesn't deserve to be there after the performance that they put on <laughs> one of their the things that they hang their hat on uh, for this year. But like, but yeah, and so that's really the only thing to me is that maybe you have one more defender in there. I just I but it's also one of those situations. I don't know which quarterback you would have taken off. Um, maybe Stroud in that situation. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I was gonna. I'm looking at all three of the names right now, and if I had to guess, I'd just say Kenny. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. Or no, uh, no. Well, I think I might have misspoke. CJ, I'm with you. CJ. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna be here for for a long time. Kenny's Kenny's put it in the years. I think he's like his fifth year. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, that's actually a super cool story. Um, so I'm I'm okay yeah. with that. Um, I think the Bryce Young thing will be will be it's pretty cool too. And um, I mean, I feel like he's like kind of clearly the front runner at this point. Um, Hutchinson might be the number one pick in the draft um, coming up here. And so you've got a lot of, I actually think you have a, a lot of cool storylines, like all the packages and stuff they do at the ceremony will be very cool. Um, I don't know that we like, if the college football world needs another Alabama Heisman winner. Um, but honestly, <laughs> though, I was thinking about this too, though, after um, the wide receiver won it a couple of years, Smith uh, won it a couple of years ago. Um, I think we're at this point, though, where it doesn't even matter if Alabama players keep racking up these awards because it's not like they're about to get another boost on the recruiting trail or like all of a sudden the profile of the program is going to raise more. Like we know that they're the best program, right? Like it's not going to, I don't think it really changes anything in that. I do, it would change, I think it would change things if like Aiden Hutchinson won it. Um, that would give Michigan, certainly give Michigan a boost, especially coming off of last season and what had been before that. Pickett winning it as well would also give Pitt a huge, a huge boost, uh, probably the biggest of all of these guys. Um, so, yeah, Bama, another Bama guy will probably win it, but we'll just kind of see how it goes. Yeah, and honestly, like, I was going to ask you this, like, are, are you that big of an award guy? Like me personally, like, you know, I'm going to see who wins the Heisman trophy and I'm just going to think to myself, okay. And then I'm going to move on with my day. Like, I don't, I'm not a huge award season guy, I guess. Like if, you know, you know, like, I don't know if I'm alone in that or not. (laughs) Um, No, I I think I'm closer to you um, than being like all in on it. Um, I do think it kind of gets difficult. I think it's actually more difficult when you go to the other awards and trying to pick like, you know, Nagurski and all of that stuff, Jim Thorpe and all of that, like those are hard to pick um, when you yeah. narrow it down to like just like the best like defensive back in college football, like the best running back um, is also always really hard. Maybe Kenneth Walker wins that. Um, but that, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like those a little bit more even than the Heisman, but I'm not like huge into them. It's not going to like upset me um, if the guy yeah. that I think shouldn't win doesn't win. Yeah, I'm with you. It, it's not going to bend, bend me out of shape either way. Yeah. So, okay. So real quick, before we, I want to hit, before we get to put them on blast, I want to make sure we mention um, Nebraska real quick, because I, I do want to get your opinion on something. Mickey Joseph obviously w- was hired um, to be the Nebraska wide receivers coach. And you, you wrote a really good piece uh, for HailVarsity.com um, about Mickey Joseph bringing instant credibility um, to the Nebraska wide receiver room. How big of a hire do you think that was for Nebraska? I think it was a plus. I mean, it, it, it does so much to, to the program. And I know it's kind of like in, going to be in a, a odd situation, kind of like a really, really like win now start uh, to the 2022 season. But like, I don't know, it just, I know there are other problems going on with the program right now, but I think with him in there, it's kind of like a, a deep breath. It's like, okay, we got this guy. He's awesome. It's going to be incredible for guys like, you know, Xavier Betts, Omar Manning, and the super, super young guys, like the second, the second year receivers, like Sean Hardy, Latrell Neville, Will Nixon, that we, who we, who we haven't seen yet, right. but they're just super intriguing. And I think like having a guy like Mickey Joseph, who has worked with who he's worked with, like the Jamar Chases, the, the Jeffersons, 
um, the the Terrace Marshalls. Those those guys are NFL products, and they learned every like. Well, I wouldn't say learned everything, but he helped. He had to have helped them so much right. um, down down there in Baton Rouge. And just to bring, be able to bring that to Lincoln and that wide receiver room with the 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 pieces that the Huskers already had there, I think it's incredibly huge. And again, he's he's an ace recruiter down there too. Yeah, I think it's 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 such a big deal for Nebraska's credibility and being able to evaluate properly who they have yeah. in the room, right? I think that that's a really big thing because now you kind of get to see, okay, if you have a guy come in with fresh eyes who's got the reputation that he has, if he says, if he comes in and you see Xavier Betts take off, then okay, you know that he was either not being used enough or he just needed another coach to take him to the next level. If you see some of these young guys not get on the field, then you give the benefit of the doubt to the wide receiver coach now because now you're saying, oh, okay, well, maybe, you know, they need to go a different direction or find some other guys right um i do think it gives him a big boost and that's even before getting to what i think he can do on the recruiting trail for nebraska um which is a really big deal he can continue to help get nebraska into some living rooms in the southeast that maybe they hadn't gotten into before especially in louisiana with his ties down there uh remember probably now I don't have the record book in front of me, but Stanley Morgan set records at Nebraska, right? He's from Louisiana, right? From New Orleans. Um, and so you know that there's talent down there, even if it's guys that aren't going to LSU. That's the sort of thing that I'm really interested in because it, Louisiana talent is a lot like Georgia to me mm-hmm. and that you don't necessarily have to get the five stars to get yourself some really good football players, right? Um, and that should be, that prospect of that to me should be really exciting for Nebraska fans. Um, and I think that that was part of the allure and Scott Frost hiring him. And I I think that to me, it also represents a really good first step. Like you mentioned, there are a lot of problems and a lot of issues that need to be (laughs) fixed um, with the Nebraska football uh, team, both, you know, kind of internally and externally. But if you just step back and look at it, that hiring is about as good as you're going to be able to do at the wide receiver position, save for going to like steal Brian Hartline from Ohio state or something like that. Right. Um, because there's also not all that many wide receiver coaches that you know, by name, right. Yeah. Around yeah. the country. They just really are. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but Mickey Joseph is one of the ones that, you know, so that's a good sign for Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just picturing his, his, like when he's going to a recruits home and he's like talking with the mom and the dad and they're just like, he's just like laying out all these NFL players that he's like coached for four years. It's just, it's just gotta make such an impact with, with like a high school, a talented high schooler who, who can play a major, major power five football. So, I mean, that's, that's gotta be such, such, such a get for, for Nebraska and Frost in a really win now, really super important season. <laughs> right, absolutely. Um, and we will have plenty to dive into on that as more news continues um, to kind of unfold with that situation. Still need an OC, still need an offensive line coach, a running backs coach, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> a lot to still kind of happen um, as we kind of roll along week two of the offseason here. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and finish the show with our favorite segment of the week, mine uh, called Put Them On Blast, where we basically put someone on blast for something that they did or said. Put them on blast. Steve, I'm going to let you have the honors of going first. So who are you putting on blast? Mr. Kenny Pickett, let <laughs> me have your ear, sir. All right, so. Kenny, I was a fan of Kenny for a long time, and I still am. He's a good quarterback. He's a great story. I love his career arc. It's like way up here, started way down here and everything. But 
Mr. Kenny, you cannot do what you did in that <laughs> ACC championship game against Wake Forest. I am sorry, but you do not, you do not fake slide. That is against everything. Like that's just a, a rule, a guy rule. You do not do that to another, an, another man. That is bad, 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 Kenny, bad. Um, he's just like, I'm sorry. You just can't do it. It's, it's against like, I don't know the spirit of the game. Just like play the game, like play it, Kenny. Don't fake anybody. Like that's just bad. I don't know. I feel like I'm talking to a dog right now, but I'm just like, he's <laughs> bad, 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 bad. Don't ever do that again. I don't like it. I wish he never have done it, but he did it. It happened. And he Move scored. On, <laughs> yeah, he did score because he faked everybody out when he shouldn't have. But also, you know, but you know what's going to happen. I'm laughing and I shouldn't be. There's going to be a quarterback that's going to get destroyed on one yeah, of those. Yeah, this is going to cause and problems. Yeah, someone is going to get lit up. And I, I promise they're going to reference this Kenny Pickett situation and say, well, we, they gave up a touchdown um, when the guy fake slid. So we had to make sure that he was going down. So I had already launched. I can feel the targeting coming um, from this particular situation. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I absolutely. like the ticket, but yeah, you just get it breaks, and you said it right. I think it breaks the spirit of the game. Like it just, it you just shouldn't do it. It's um, like a, it's like in baseball with an unwritten rule, right? Yeah, like it's just an unwritten rule. You don't do that to like another person. Like just, you look like you're going down the slide, so like just slide. Like, come on. But anyway, I don't want to get like weird, <laughs> weird or weird or bad or anything. But like Kenny, Kenny Pickett has to like keep his head on a swivel. The, like in the bowl oh, game. Yeah. So yeah, he when he the next time he plays, yes, that's going to be something that teams talk about. Like whoever they, they when they play, the coaches, opposing defensive coordinator is going to be like, yeah, he has to. Like they're going to at least say, make sure that he's going down before. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? That's definitely coming up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and one of those, and who like do you know who they play? Do you know I do not plays? know offhand who they play. Whoever that defense is, those guys are on social media. They saw it go viral. Yeah. And they know. They're playing Kenny Pickett in the bowl game. I don't want it to happen, but man, I really, yeah, I really he hope that himself no, up like, takes that. a shot at him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can see that. Um, now, who I'm putting yeah. on blast is sensitive fans. Okay, this is, and I alluded to this earlier, and it, it, it really is bugging me, and it bugged me the more we even talked about it. We were talking about kind of the situation with Miami and, and Oregon and, uh, you know, all of that stuff with, with um, the coaches leaving their teams. Um, it most, I think it most came up with Notre Dame fans who somehow, like, just the vitriol that I saw for Brian Kelly uh, for leaving them for a better job in LSU was just next level um, and it's so weird because it feels like fans forget how these coaches got to those schools in the first place. And I'm not saying that, you know, Brian Kelly didn't leave his previous school like in the same manner that he got there. And Lincoln Riley was a totally different situation because he was promoted um, with the blessing of Bob Stoops. But I feel like like fan bases forget this. And this is the nature, I guess, of fans and fans who are fanatics. So I guess it is mm-hmm. the nature of that. And I should not expect anything different. Um, but man, people are going a little too hard in the paint for my liking on some of these coaches and the decisions that they're making, in part because the amount of money that's being thrown around in some of these deals. We talked a little bit earlier about Mario Cristobal really wanting to expand the recruiting operations, you know, support staff, assistant pool. But that's not just it, right? He's getting like eight million bucks a year. Like we're we're talking about that, especially considering I think he was getting 
four, I mean, only quote unquote, I'm putting the air quotes in it, four at Oregon. And that was after a recent bump in pay because it came out that he was getting paid a lot less than market value, given how much he was winning and the coaches that he was beating out in the Pac-12. Um, and so they had to bump his pay. So, I mean, can we really be that mad at some of these coaches? Can you really be that mad at Brian Kelly for taking that deal that could be worth up to $100 million? or Lincoln Riley for taking the deal um, in an even better place to recruit in USC versus Oklahoma. Um, it has been fascinating on a quick side note to watch things unfold from afar on how Lincoln Riley has just taken their recruiting scene by storm. And um, that basically the second he was hired, now I, I think I referenced this on the varsity club podcast with Derek Peterson. He was Lincoln Riley was hired and later that day, there was a five-star California offensive lineman that was like, oh, yeah, I had ruled USC out, but now I'll consider them again. Like, what is that like to just wake up? Like, you didn't do anything. He had not talked to him yet, and now this five-star offensive lineman now wants to consider the school. Like, that's amazing. Um, but I digress. Stop being so mad at these coaches. Bitter fans, you guys have got to go on blast. Yeah, the one thing I would say to that is just, like, I always like like putting myself in their shoes and, like, other people's shoes and it's like, if I was Brian Kelly, yeah, I'd probably do it. <laughs> would, <laughs> would, you, would you fake a Southern accent when, as soon as you touch down? No, I would not say family <laughs> like that. I can't believe I'd say that. family like I usually do. Family, not family. Like I just, oh man, I've, I've said this before in our Slack channel. Like I want like a video camera on his first like in-home visits and like deep south louisiana so bad like i really need to find out more details on this um because I, i've got to see like how those things went because you go on these visits and i've like written about some of these um for hill varsity with like scott frost and like it happens with every coach when you go down to these visits you sit at sit in the end home you know the parents make you dinner like you have these long conversations with them i just want to know what those are like when brian kelly gets that first pot of real gumbo um, I, I just got to know. Like, I, I really do. I'm very intrigued by this. Um, so, yeah, I, I really want to see more about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because he's from Boston, right? Yeah, he's from Boston. Totally different world. And in Notre Dame, it's just totally different. Um, if, I had to, if I had to pick, like, the most opposite place of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, I'd go Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, and South Bend, Indiana. Both, both of them are, like, not exactly uh, anything okay. close to that. Yeah, but he needs a reality show. I hope he leans into it. Like, I hope that he leans into it, gets in on the joke, because that would actually make it funnier. It'd make it more yes, relatable, he, too. Yeah, he would he would do very good for himself if he started making fun of himself and maybe even like opened a press conference that way and just said, "Oh, I'm just kidding, guys." Or like, or if he says, "I'm so grateful to my family," like it like came out and did it, like it would be really good. That would be great. Yeah, it would. Um, it would be fantastic. All right, that's gonna do it for our show today. Subscribe to the podcast everywhere you can. Rate us and leave us a five star review. If you only leave four, I'm inclined to think you're a hater and nobody wants that. Uh, make sure that you're checking out the other podcasts on the Hill Varsity Network, the Mind Your Own Podcast, Varsity Club, Nebraska Peps Post Game Show, and the Hill Varsity Radio Show. Also, as I mentioned earlier, we do have a Hill Varsity YouTube page. You can check me out over there uh, with the latest recruiting video of the week question. You can also get at us on Twitter at GregSmithHB and at Steve underscore Mark, or you can email the show at straightupbreakdown at hillvarsity.com. I will catch you guys next time. A Huda Media Production.